Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We'll continue what we are learning in Egeres HaKodesh, the holy letters of the Balatanya, the 11th letter, which is known as La Skil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding. We are explaining from the the deepest mysteries in the world, which is the mystery of pain, which the Balatanya explains over here that the mystery of pain is something that's unexplainable. It's not that a person is going to be able to look at the pain of his life and say that he understands the pain. Or he knows what is, why he has to go through a specific form of pain. But the Alter Rebbe does reframe entirely. He changes the whole lens. The lens of how we look at pain. The glasses, the vision, the perspective, the meaning of it. He changes that entirely. You see, when you look at something with your eyes, you only see what is. And when a person only sees what is, he is essentially still in the animal kingdom. Remember we talked as mineral, vegetable, animal and human. Animal kingdom, everything is the way it is. You just see everything for what it is, the animal kingdom is a kingdom of interpersonal relationships, we explain, which means in the animal kingdom itself, the animals are seeing each other, as opposed to the vegetable kingdom. Vegetables don't have eyes. Vegetables are lonely plants, they grow. Sometimes they give fruit to the humans and to animals. But vegetables don't have any eyes and don't have an ability to propagate. To make more of themselves. They don't have ability to move. Animals move all around. Animals see each other. Animals make more of each other. But the biggest thing about an animal is that he has eyes. That's the difference between a vegetable and an animal. An animal has the gift of sight. And each one of us, we have time in our life that's mineral, vegetable, animal, and human. And the divine, which is human means the divine, Adam Elyon, we're not talking about the regular human, we're talking about the divine, to be able to be Adam Elyon, to be able to see in your own image, the image of the divine. But when you have in your own life, in your own body, from your heel till your toes is your mineral, it's your foundation, it's holding you. Then from your heel going all the way up to your hip, you are rooted. You are alone, you are rooted. 
and your eyes are still closed, when you're standing up, you have to picture this in your mind's eye, when you're standing up from your heel to your hip, you are rooted in the ground. You cannot move. Because the way you stand is like a, like a vegetable. You're growing up. You can bend down and you can stand up. But you're still rooted in the ground. And in that space where you're rooted in the ground, you cannot move. That's your vegetable. That's the way you are growing. And in that space, you have to imagine yourself with your eyes closed. You're like a vegetable. It's just, just fully alone with your own understanding. No relationships with anybody. Just alone by yourself with your eyes closed. Just thinking. Trying to grow spiritually, psychologically. In any way, which a person is most of his day, he's alone. Then there's the animal. The animal is from your hip all the way to your neck. That's your animal. The ability to be able to walk, to be able, the ability not only to go from up and down, but now to start walking around. The ability to see another person, to open your eyes and see another person, that's your animal in you. The ability to be able to feel another person, to conquer another person, to be jealous of another person. The ability to try to grow your ego, grow yourself, grow your... That's your animal in you. That's your heart. It's the core of you. It's your good nature and it's the nature that's not good. And both of them are fighting. Both your nature that's not good is also fighting for your eyes attention. It's fighting for your eyes attention. Because the animal in you is trying to bring you onto your hands and your knees. It's trying to get you to walk around the world on your hands and knees. It's trying to take your eyes and live only with what is in this world. Which is the animal kingdom. The animals see each other, they try to propagate. And that's the whole entire life for an animal, to conquer the other animal. Alligators, dogs, all types of animals. They just, what do they, they have katnas amoychen, they have limited perception of life. They don't understand humans, they don't have intelligence, they can't make meaning of the chaos. They just know very simple, my territory, my, try to propagate, try to make more, if you come in my territory, I kill you. Extremely important to see this. And in your own, in a human being, in a human, in a, in a, when in your human, in your own human, you have from your hips till your neck is is the the animal inside of you, and it's trying to fight. It's fighting that animal is trying to take over your eyes because your eyes are in the human of you, from your neck until the top of your head is the human of the human. There's the animal in the human which is trying to f- use the eyes with what is, just to see what is, everything on the surface. And then you could, if you live like that, you live like an animal, your whole entire life. And if you live on a higher level, which is you live with, from your mouth till the top of your head, it's very tiny in quantity. 
But equality, it means everything. It means I look at the world, I look at another person in front of me, and I don't just live with what is. I live with the meaning of what is. I go deep into what is. You understand? I use my eyes to penetrate what is. I see through what is. I see through everything. Did you ever think about this? Did you ever look? Did you ever stop during the day and look at life and try to just penetrate? Razor, like a like a like a like a laser beam, like a like a X-ray, to look at your surroundings but see through the surroundings. What's the meaning of all this madness? So you have your eyes. And these eyes have two meanings. It's either animal eyes or human eyes. Either Adam and Elian eyes, eyes that are godly eyes, guy, eyes that are, from a, that are from the core of your soul, which is the core of sight, the core of enlightenment, which is what he's talking about over here. Meaning to say that not just I see with my eyes, but I see with light, I see... I, I penetrate everything. I see the core of everything, the meaning of everything, the soul of everything. Or do I have animal eyes? Is everything just to grow my animal a little bit more? The soul is fighting for, for control over those eyes, and the animal in you, the ego in you, is fighting for those eyes. That's the core of the whole entire Tanya, to talk about this struggle. But in this simon, the Balatanya comes with a whole new idea. And the soul of what he's trying to say in this parak is that if you're experiencing pain in your life, if you're experiencing pain in your life, pain is not something you can understand. But pain is the most amazing awakener that there is. To look with your eyes at pain, to look at the pain in your life with your animal eyes, we're paraphrasing over here, to look at, your eye, at pain with your eyes, with your animal eyes, is to get triggered and to suffer because you're suffering, to complain because you're suffering, to be brought deep into unconsciousness, to fall asleep, right? If you look at life with your animal eyes, you're looking at what just is, you're asleep to this world, just like an animal. An animal's, I'm an animal's purely asleep. You have tremendous compassion on animals when you think about it. Animals just is three things in their life. Eat, grow, propagate, make more, conquer, kill another, and then ultimately die. How many humans live their whole entire life? 70, 80 years, 90 years. Waste of a life, a petty life. No meaning at all. No meaning of their life. They live just like an animal. To take the human in them, to take the soul in them, to take the intelligence, to take the godly ability, to take the ability of to, make, to bring God into this world, to take the ability to, 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 to touch infinity, to have joy, to have bliss, to, to live a life of Torah mitzvahs, to live a life of charity, of compassion, to, be a, to live a life of miraculous life. They squander it all away for some animalistic craving, for some animalistic lust, for some addiction. But then a person gets the gift of waking up one day. 
They suffer a certain type of loss. They have an addiction that brings them to the abyss. It brings them to a space where they can't take it anymore. And then they wake up and they don't understand, what was I doing for 40 years? What was I doing? Like it happened to Rabbi Kiva, 40 years. 40 years Rabbi Kiva suffered. But he didn't know he was suffering until one day he saw the water hitting the rock. And he saw how he wasted his life and that energy that was created out of that moment, the energy, the, the tremendous awakener of that pain. Turned Rabbi Akiva into the greatest sage that ever lived. Everything that we have in the Torah today is from Rabbi Akiva because Rabbi Akiva came with a tremendous yearning, with a tremendous emptiness, with a tremendous pain, with a tremendous suffering, with a tremendous yearning. 40 years to look back and 40 years to be 40 years behind everyone else. But in one moment, in one moment, he woke up. All of the pain was worth it. Because the pain itself was an awakener. And it created such energy. Pain means to die before you die. To die, all forms of pain are forms of death. And this is what we spend so much time explaining, that when you're confronted with death, you could either die, or you could start to live in the most profound way. You could start to live for real. You could start to really see what means life and stop being asleep. See that life is the life of everything, the soul of everything, the meaning of everything. Life is not the animal of everything. Not, life is not the outside of everything. Life is the infinity, the intelligence beyond what you see. Life is not something that happens in the future. Life is not a moment in time of gratification. Life is not a moment of, of covered, of, of some type of compliment you're going to get. Life is happening only now, deeply now. And the meaning of life, you could only discover this moment. And if a person's not where he wants to be, that's painful. But that's an awakener to the purpose of your life. That's an awakener to the meaning of your life. I remember when my son was in the hospital, and I was alone by myself in the hospital, together with my wife, to Shabbosim, and it was quiet, it was still. There were times that it brought about profound sadness. But that led straight away into profound joy. A profound, deep appreciation for what I had. Deep appreciation and, and ecstasy that was indescribable. A deep, a profound understanding of every single gift that I had in my life, that I was completely unaware of, I was completely unconscious to. How every moment, the moment became so still, it became so present, it became so alive, it became so real. And you stop sleeping with the superficial, you stop sleeping with, with all of your expectations and all your hopes. 
Because pain brings you out of unconsciousness. It takes you out of being unconscious. And it wakes you, wake up. The pain wakes you up. It stops you. It stops you in your tracks. This is ultimately what the Balatanya is telling a person. For sure you could look at pain with your animal eyes. And you could be deeply unconscious, deeply triggered. And it will bring you deeply into unconsciousness and complaining and being a victim. Or you could use pain, any form of pain, as the great awakener. As the great awakener calling you to hear and now to see that less asar there's no place that's devoid of God. And to realize that part of life is death. And part of joy is pain. And it is the joy that we can experience through pain, from pain. And is life that we experience from seeing death. And a person in their own life should never have any pain. But if you have no pain in your life, then you must meditate on this carefully to really be fully awake. You have to see someone else's pain and join with someone else's pain. Suffer with another person in order to be fully alive. Because it's this from suffering that stops a person in his tracks and makes him wake up. And ultimately speaking, it's to see the right side and the left side. It's to see that all the darkness in my life, all the cover-ups in my life, any form of cover-up, any form of container that we talked about yesterday, any form of container, is only an opportunity to go deeper. It's only an opportunity for you to see the world with your godly eyes, for you to penetrate deeper, for you to ask what's the meaning of this moment right now. And then means that the moment is fully alive. Then you means that you split the sea. Then means that there's a miraculous moment. Then you redeem the moment. The moment is a godly moment. The moment is the purpose of this world. And this is what we were explaining in the past. That the Lubavitcher ever lived his life, his entire life like this. Every moment he spoke, he said, Mashiach is going to come right at this moment. And he printed it over and over again. Because at every single moment, any person he met, he felt that this is the only moment that there is in the world. And the vitality and the energy that he gave to a person then was more than miraculous because a person left the Lubavitcher Rebbe, they felt that the whole entire life changed. Their whole entire life changed at that moment. Because he brought any person that ever touched him, ever spoke to him, he brought them deep into the highest space that they could possibly be. Which is the deepest core of wakefulness, the deepest core of enlightenment, to be fully alive to this moment. Can you see this moment is the only moment in your life? 
Can you see the meaning of this moment right now? Can you see the energy? Can you see that life doesn't happen in the future? And this is what the Balatanya is intimating with this parrot. Because this is the only time in Tanya where he says to make Shaykh Damuna real, to make the miracle of creation real, which is the idea that God is creating the world only now. Something from nothing is happening right now. God is creating the world, something from nothing. It's brand new. Everything is brand new. It's indiscoverable. If it's old, it means you're not awake. If you know your spouse, that means you're not awake. If you're living with what just is, if you're being triggered, it means you're not awake. And pain is the ultimate awakener. And if you understand the soul of pain, which is the meaning of pain, which is to take your life, don't take your life for granted. Then you have transmuted the pain into joy. Then there's no more need for any of the pain. Then the pain becomes sublime. Then the pain is elevated. Then you have set the soul free of the pain. You have set the soul free of its body. And you have discovered that there is no such a thing as pain at all. If you see death in front of your eyes, you have discovered that there's no such a thing as death. There's only life. And this is the essence of what he's trying to convey in this paddock. Because life is so enormous, because the miracle of life is so enormous. We fall back into our animal eyes. We fall back to what just is. We don't live with the bliss of life, the incomprehensible, enormous miracle of life. And we just live with images and animalistic cravings and superficial lusts. And we squander away what is, which is the gift of life at this moment. And we never lived a life, we never lived a moment in this world that wasn't now. We never lived a moment in this world that the world wasn't being created, something from nothing. But we're completely oblivious to it. Until pain comes and wakes us up. And then we can be brought deeper back into sleep, deeper back into negativity, reactivity, triggers. Misoinen and misatsev, what the Altarebbe calls over here to complain. Or to see that God is creating me right now, what am I going to do? What am I going to do with that? means that I have free choice. Free choice means that I can mess up my life. I can make a mess of my life. You understand what that means? Free choice means to be aware that I can make a mess of my life. Most people go through a whole entire life, they never had free choice at all. They didn't realize they can make a mess of your life. Because when you realize that you're making a mess of your life, you change it instantly. The Alter Rebbe says in Lukut Torah that most people when they die, they realize it was a mechaktos, the whole entire world was a mekartos, it was a calm, they were calmed. Because they never had free choice, because they didn't realize that they're making a mess of their life. And by the time they wake up, it's too late. By the time they realize that the whole entire time they were fully alive, is usually when they're about to die. And comes pain, pain is to wake up a person to his mission, his life. To wake up a person to discover God, to see the miracle of life, to use your godly eyes, you're a damalalian, to bring purpose into this moment right now, to split somebody else's sea, to be a true hero, which means to really feel another person's pain, 
to really be sensitive to another person, to speak only positive, to eliminate negativity, reactivity, to eliminate judgment, comparison. You have comparison only to get rid of it. He's better than me, he's better than that one, he's that type of Jew. Eliminate that entirely. Do you know what that means? To end it. Because a person who suffers for real, a person who goes through a tremendous loss that nobody should have to go through, they eliminate comparison automatically. But that's usually in the last days of a person's life. But over here the Balatania is telling a person that pain is the greatest awakener. To live with the meaning of life. To see pain and death for what they are. A deep calling to start living now, not to wait for some moment in the future to start living with the meaning of your life. And once a person starts to live with his godly eyes, miracles start happening all the time. He says, thank you Hashem all the time, not because he's just saying phrase, but because he's living with he's living with God. And you don't have to listen to a person who is in a, in, a, in a cancer ward for five years, over three years, and hear about the person who discovered God that way. You could listen to that story, you could learn this paddock, and you could wake up now. According to someone's pain is their gain. But this is the essence of what he's saying in this paddock. A person does not need to suffer. When Nusi Gerari asked the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Based on this, a person should crave suffering so he can wake up. The Rebbe said, absolutely not. A person does not need to suffer at all. The same great awakener that a person can have through suffering, he can ask God to give him without suffering. He can learn from someone else's suffering. And that is the beginning of charity. And this is where this para comes in. Smack in the middle of all the parakim about charity. If you suffer with another person, you don't have to suffer. Do you know, you redeem your own suffering. You redeem your own addictions, your own sleepfulness. If you suffer with another person. The evil in you, the, the unconsciousness in you, the addictions in you, the sleep, the animalistic in you, you could redeem with tzedakah. What does that mean? We believe in redemption. It means to suffer with another person, to see another person is not separate from you. And you split a sea, which means you woke up. You woke up to the meaning of life. Why are we so selfish? Why are we self-oriented, self-preserved, self-centered, and self-directed? Are we animals? Are we living a whole life just of self-preservation? And then one day, for one moment, when we can be on the beach and, 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 and have one pleasure, or can we split someone's sea right now? Can we see the sea in everybody else? Do we have to be on a beach for one moment in time and say, I wish I could have this forever, which is nonsense? Or can I split someone's sea right now? Can I forever put my can I put myself in my spouse's shoes entirely? Can I live my life like that entirely? Can I live with that miracle? Can I live with can I look at every single poor person and see them? Put myself away entirely. Can I see them fully? Then I don't have to suffer. Or do you have to suffer a little bit more until you wake up? This is the essence of what he's saying in this pedic. But a person who understands this wakes up entirely. And when he wakes up, he discovers the meaning of his life, which the meaning of his life is Yishkin Hashem. 
to have the miracle of God dwelling in your body. Which means to look at the world with godly eyes, to penetrate everything to its core, to look deeper into everything, to ask the meaning of everything. What's the meaning of all this? Not what I'm just seeing. My mind is my intelligence, my neshama is in my mind. It's far beyond what I see. What I see is not the end of the story. To judge everything favorably, to see with this chus, to see the soul of everything, to understand everything, to put yourself in someone else's shoes fully. And then there's no judgment at all. There's no comparison. If you're still comparing, if you're still judging, if you're still getting triggered, if you're still reacting, that means pain has done nothing for you. You've not suffered with another person, or you have not suffered enough. But a person doesn't need any suffering at all. If he understands this concept, if he understands the meaning of pain, he doesn't have to suffer. He instantly becomes sensitive to another person. He instantly realizes the money in his account is for somebody else. It wasn't given for him. It was given for him to choose life. And the reason why there's an imbalance, and you have extra and somebody else is suffering, is so you can use your godly eyes. You can use the infinity in your soul. And wake up from being asleep. And when a person starts to live like that, then he has Yishkin or Hashem. He has this, the light of God is flowing through his consciousness. There's no clogness. There's nothing obstructing. And if you have that even for one moment of your life, then you've seen the tachlis. You've seen the purpose. And the depth of this parakeet is what he says, a person has to meditate on this, like his life depends on it. The depth of his consciousness. This is why we spend so much time. Because do you think the shear could do it for you? Or you're going to have to do it for yourself? Are you, at, are you the student in the shear? Or are you the teacher? If there's a teacher, if somebody's teaching you this, you're just going to remain a student. You have to become the teacher. You have to teach this to yourself. You have to live. This has to become the fiber of your consciousness. This has to become the blood that flows through your system. Nobody could do this for you. You have to look at this parak and make this real in your life. Because if you make this real in your life, then you have a meaningful life. If not, it's a petty life. But if you make it real in your life, then you have Yishkin and Hashem.